it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 624 for February 8th, 2020. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is Bart Bouchotts. And we are here with Programming by Stealth 90 of X. And uh, I hope everybody enjoyed the little uh, PBS tidbit, One of Why, that we just put out today, too. Yeah, hopefully people enjoyed it. And as I say, as we're recording this, we just recorded it a minute ago. So if you just listen to it, then you're in real time with us. <laughs> And if you listen to them out of, out of order, we'll see how, what order I get them into. This could get uh, timey-wimey, wobbly, what wibbly is it? Wobbly, wibbly, wobbly, timey-wimey, Doctor Who goodness. Oh, well. <laughs> there we go. All right. So, uh, programming by Stealth 90. What are we going to talk about today, Bart? So today Other than how gorgeous the website is. Yay. The, the, the GitHub version of programming by Stealth. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's gorgeous. It makes my eyes happy. Excellent. It's so, changed since they saw it last week, actually, too, right? It's blue now. Yeah, so last last time it was a default theme as provided by uh, GitHub. One of their, I mean, they're nice themes. Uh, now it mm-hmm. is an entirely bespoke theme built with a little technology you may have heard of called Bootstrap. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's just, it's just fabulous. It's yeah. so pretty and it's useful and I can read it and I'm not going to whine at you that the text is too small. It's just awesome. Yay. So we are going back to our long-running Redux on JavaScript objects, where we've already talked about all the different hats ob- objects ha- are forced to wear in JavaScript. So, you know, we started off with objects as dictionaries, then we had objects as arrays, objects as functions, objects as iterators and generators, and then objects as DOM and jQuery objects. Well, now we have a new one. There is a thing in JavaScript that we have used, but we haven't been explicit about it. We haven't called it out. We haven't given it its formal name. And so it's about time we did that. JavaScript provides things called wrapper objects. Hmm. And these are really important for a feature of the language, which is called automatic boxing or auto boxing or sometimes also referred to as automatic wrapping or auto-wrapping. And Hmm. it's used to temporarily upgrade primitive values into objects as needed. And we'll also see that ES6 made auto-boxing even cooler than it already was. So we already said many, many moons ago, really at the very, very start, that in JavaScript, everything is either a primitive or an object. So the primitives we've talked about are booleans, numbers, and strings. So from our point of view, everything's either a boolean number or a string, or it's an object. Right, right. Now, I slight white lie there. Um, (laughs) Undefined is also a thing that is a primitive. So the undefined value is a primitive, that's not an object. And the null value is a primitive. That's technically not an object, except for reasons that are just weird. The type of operator calls it an object, but it's not an object. (laughs) It is a primitive. It's complicated. What's the difference between null and undefined? One of them, undefined gives a type of of undefined, and null gives a type (laughs) of of object. So if you... (laughs) They're both nothing and they give a different type of. Thanks. That helps. It's basically what is it you don't have? Oh, okay. Oh, actually, that makes sense. It it does make sense, even if it is a bit weird. 
Um, so you can insist that you need to have an object, but that you're perfectly happy to be handed a non-object object, in which case you won't accept undefined, but you're perfectly happy with null. Hmm. And w- if what's the type of undefined? Undefined has a type of undefined. <laughs> Not primitive. It, okay, so undefined is a primitive value. Uh, type okay. of never returns primitive, right? So type of returns boolean for a boolean, number oh, okay. for a number. Okay. Undefined and undefined for undefined. An object for okay. null, just to mess with your head. Well, but uh, that's a good explanation. It's what don't you have? Yeah, it's it's. it's I always think of the joke, you know, at, at, you know, in Northern Ireland, it's so um, everyone's so broken into uh, Catholic and Protestant that uh, when someone says I'm an atheist, he says, "Well, which God do you not believe in?" <laughs> well, now we'll. Re- I will definitely remember it. I might not remember which one's which, but I'll remember the joke. Excellent. Well, you can pop into the terminal and type type of space null, and then you'll know immediately what happens. Okay. So, there are also, and we're never going to mention them again. Um, I don't think we are. There are also two other primitives that we have not met and are probably never going to meet. We have been busy ignoring them, and I think we'll continue to do so. It's big int and symbol. They're not okay. of relevance to us. So, for completeness, you said them out loud and we're moving on. Pretty much, yes. Okay, because I'm at the stage where I'm trying to avoid telling little white lies. <laughs> you were okay lying to us for the first couple of years, but you're trying to cut back. Well, no, it's 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 an important teaching tool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because otherwise it would get tangled with too much information. Exactly. So now I'm now I'm prepared to to be completely transparent on these things as we come around for the Redux. So let's before we go on to wrapping and unwrapping and all that kind of stuff, let's just remind ourselves of some of the differences between primitives and objects. So the first difference I want to draw your attention to is, uh, okay, so what I, okay, so the most important thing to remember is that when you are storing something in a variable, a variable can only hold a primitive or a reference to an object. Not an actual object. Not an actual object. An actual Mm -hmm. object does not fit into a variable. So a variable is either a primitive value or a reference to an object. And the object is sitting off somewhere in memory and the reference is basically just telling JavaScript where to go find it. Okay. So that means that primitives copy on assignment. Objects don't. So let's start by seeing what I mean by copy on assignment. So if we take a very simple code snippet, let x equal to 4. So 4 is a primitive value. Let y equal to x. Then we say x plus equals 2. And then we console.log x and y. And what would you expect to be the outcome? I would expect x would be uh, 6. You're making me do math. And Mm -hmm. y would also be 6. Would it? No. Why would... Oh, because y was x, it was copied beforehand. That's right. Yeah. It's copied before the x plus equals 2. Okay, Precisely. great. So it would be 6 and then 4. Which is, if you copy y. and paste it into the console, that is exactly what you'll get. Right. So when y was assigned equal to x, x contained a primitive. So what was copied was the content of x, which is a primitive. So y got a copy of 4. And y's copy of 4 is in no way connected to x's copy of 4. So when we changed x, it had no effect on y whatsoever. 
things don't work like that with objects. So now let's have a look at a very similar snippet, but, a, but this time we're going to say let x equal to the array 1, 2. So an array is an object. Then we say let y equal to x. Then we say x.push3. So we've shoved 3 into the back of the array. Now right. we console.log x and y. And what we get is that x is 1, 2, 3, and y is 1, 2, 3. By the way, if you're playing along with the home game and running these, these scenarios, you have to refresh in between. You do because... Because it, we're changing X and Y. Yeah, we're, we're redeclaring X and Y. But you know what? Your fabulous new site comes back to the same spot on the page. I thought I'd have to scroll to find where I was again, and you don't. Ooh. I don't know why that is, but it's cool. I think that's the browser being clever. Oh, well, okay. By the way, though, so it works. I'll give you credit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that that's because uh, because x was an array object. It was one comma two. That means when y got it, it got a reference to the same object, mm -hmm. not a copy of the objects, because copies on objects don't copy or it doesn't yeah. copy object. So basically, it got okay. a copy of the reference. So whereas y got a copy of four, this time y got a copy of the reference. So a copy of the reference means you're pointing at exactly the same thing. So there's one array yeah. which has two names. And whichever name we use to mess with it, it's messed with. So, so we could mess with it from Y? You could mess with it from Y and they would affect X because they're both, they're basically two arrows pointing at the same thing. Right, right. So primitives copy on assignment, objects don't. Primitives are passed by value. Objects are passed by reference. So that same piece of information, that same fact that, an, uh, that a variable can only contain a reference to an object, not the object itself, has another really, really important effect when you pass variables to functions. So again, a very simple code snippet. We have a function doubler takes one argument, which we're calling val. It says val plus equals val return val. So we take okay. an argument, we alter it, and we return it. Okay. So let x equal to 4. Let y equal to doubler x. And then we console.log x and y. So what would you expect to be the outcome? Well, I'm thinking x is going to stay 4 because we didn't do anything to it. Correct. And then y equals doubler x. x was 4. It, if it runs through it once, it should be 8. Correct. Yes. Okay. So Not when wrong we. Yet. When we passed x into doubler, the value of x was copied, and x was a primitive, so that means that val within the function became 4. And then it got doubled and returned, so y became 8. But it was a copy of x that went in, therefore x itself is completely unchanged, okay. therefore no spooky action at a distance. Right. Now we have a very similar snippet, but this time our function is array doubler, which takes an argument which is going to call r for array. <laughs> and so function array doubler r takes r.push, the explodey operator r. In other words, copy the array into itself and then return r. So a very okay. similar construct here. We take an argument, we alter that argument, and then we return that argument. So now we say let x become equal to the array 1, 2. And we say let y become equal to array doubler x. And when we console.log x and y, we find that they are both 1, 2, 1, 2. 
Wait a minute. I don't like that. Right, because when you so, passed X, the value of X was copied into R, and the value of X is a reference to the array. But how did X get how did X get modified? X is a pointer, a reference. X is a reference to an array. So X isn't right. modified. X is still a reference to the same array. The array has been right. changed. If I put uh, up a road sign and I point at Los Angeles, I put one up in on one street and I put another one up on another street, and then I go and build a new street in LA, well, the road sign is pointing to the new street no matter which way I approach it. I'm not sure that's the best. I don't like this one. I don't buy well, it. <laughs> well, you can run it. You can run the code yourself. It works exactly as I I'm described. Going to, yeah, I believe you, but I don't. I don't see it yet. Uh, let me see if I can get myself there. Okay. Okay. So we've we've got it. Uh, uh, the the input to this function is going to be R, mm -hmm. and we've got a ray doubler R, and we're basically just adding it to itself. Okay. So X is equal to the. Uh, becomes equal to the array one comma two. Right. Well, that's but not y really what's happened. X Wait, is I'm becoming, just reading the yeah. code. Right. But what you should be saying to yourself and their objects is X becomes equal to a reference to the array one comma two. Okay. X does All not right. contain one comma two. One comma two was created, put into memory, right. and a reference to it was stored in X. Yes. But we never tell anything to change X. Right. That's correct. But what do we do? So in the next line, we say, let Y become equal to the result of calling our array doubler function. And we pass that function the argument X. Which is a reference to 1, 2. Right. Okay. So because we, we used a reference to an object, it changed the object. Yeah. Therefore... And, and since our function says take as an input r, add r to itself, and return r, that means that x uh, is referring to an object that just got changed. Correct. Okay. I don't like it, though. I well, get it, but I don't like it. <laughs> okay, so I have always, I have said repeatedly that primitives are passed by value and objects are passed by reference, and that's what that means. And that's, yeah. that lingo is not JavaScript specific. That's programming languages. So there are programming languages where you where everything is passed by value unless you choose to explicitly pass by reference and anything can be passed by reference. Um, so you might have, I'm trying, I'm trying to remember my C code, but I think it's star and then the name of the variable passes by reference instead of by value. But anyway, different programming languages come up. do this in different ways. But in JavaScript, primitives are passed by value. Everything else is passed by reference. I'm going to make a plug for what you're doing right now and what you're referring to that you have always done. Uh, next week's Chit Chat Across the Pond Light is going to be with a guy who calls himself Tom on the Internet. Ooh. And he wrote a uh, a blog post after one year as a programmer, and he wrote up what his lessons learned were. And they were very interesting because he had taught himself to program. So when he went into his first job, he didn't know the correct words for anything. And he, he one of his chapters, is, or one of the chapters in his blog post is Precision Matters. What you call things matter because you're going to go to work and you're not going to be able to talk to other people. You can't say, you know, that thing after the squiggly bracket, which is the way Allison wants to talk. And Bart always makes us be precise in the language. And I hate that. And it's really, really good for me. Yay. So it's like, it's like <laughs> eating broccoli or whatever. Although I like broccoli, bad example. Yeah, I like broccoli too. We got to pay uh, lima beans. 
No, because I like this a little bit, and I just detest lima beans. So. Um, lima beans is one yeah, of those the, things that has a different name on our side of the pond, isn't it? Because I have no idea what a lima bean is. Uh, it's the same thing as Ice Nine in Slaughterhouse Five. It sucks all water out of your mouth. They're disgusting. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's my opinion from the anyway. I think I'm perfectly right. good in my ignorance. I shall remain here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that precision. So let me see if I can say it is objects are passed by reference. Primitives are passed by value. Value. Okay. All right. So you, if you send in a, a false, it's still false later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the next thing is objects can have properties. Primitives can't. So you can say console.log one comma two dot two string. Two string the, the is a property array, that the is array, a array one comma two. Pardon? I was just trying to get you to say the array one comma two. Is I that's what I meant to For say. Yes. Yeah. So console.log the array one comma two dot two string. Yeah. So two string is a property of one comma two and it's a property of type function. We try to do that with forty-two. We say 42.2String. What we get ourselves is a compiler error. Hmm. Because properties on primitives is nonsense. It does not compute. It is garbage. It is... It makes no sense. So if you can't have a property on a primitive, then the next snippet of code shouldn't work. Right? Actually, sorry, the next... I don't know. Sorry. I, I don't know what the next... I'm jumping ahead, sorry. I, I, I'm <laughs> okay. reading my own notes. Um, okay, oh, so okay. let's start with something that does work. That we expect right. to work. So let x become equal to the array 1, 2. We can then add a property to that array. So we can say x.adams equals 42. Now we can okay. console.log x and we can console.log x.adams and it outputs that x is the array 1, 2 and x.adams is 42. Okay. So we just added some random new property to the object x. Because Nothing's... x is an object. Because so x is an object so you can add. just do that, right? Okay. We've treated it like a dictionary and it was perfectly happy with that. Uh, now... We cannot say 42.adam becomes equal to something because that's garbage. And yet, the next code snippet does not give an error. We can mm -hmm. say, let x become equal to the primitive for console.log x.toString. So 4.toString was garbage. Uh -huh. x has been assigned the value 4. And yet, we said x.toString, and we didn't get a compiler error. How? Why? <laughs> yeah, how? how? Am I? The answer is JavaScript stepped in and automatically boxed the variable. Oh. It wrapped four in an object of type number with a capital N. If 4 had been true, it would have wrapped true in an object of type boolean with a capital B. If 4 had been a string, it would have wrapped it in an object of type string with a capital S. For each okay. of our primitives, there's a wrapper class that exists. And that wrapper class changes it into a, an object? 
it changes it into an object with the same value. Huh. So just like a DOM object can be made more super powerful by wrapping it in jQuery, these wrapper classes take primitive values and turn them into objects as we need them. So I give you a four for Christmas and you re-gift it to L Butler in wrapping paper and it's and, and now it's an object. Yeah. But only if it needs to be. So it's sort of like quantum mechanics. You know, like a wave. So if it was a puppy, you wouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> if it already was an object, there's no it doesn't get wrapped. So basically, and if you don't treat it like an object, it won't get wrapped either. So JavaScript basically says, you're treating X like an object. What does X contain? Ooh, dear, X contains a primitive. Rather than throwing a wobbler, I'll just wrap it for you. Huh. Whereas if X contained a reference to an object, JavaScript wouldn't change it at all. It would say, oh, great. I was hoping for one of those. Thank you. Okay. So if you treat X like an object, JavaScript will wrap it. Okay. And if you don't treat it like an object, it won't. So what's really happening when we say let Y become equal to X dot two string is it's actually happening. What's actually happening is saying let Y become equal to new number X in parens to group it together dot two string. So we're really calling two string on the new number that it was made out of X. Oh, like, is that that prototype thing we haven't talked about in a long time? Yes, it is. So number is our mm. prototype or class. So we're saying, give me a new number, and the argument is X. In other words, make me a new number out of X, and it returns an object, and then we two-string that object. Uh, so the, that's called... The fact that it... Sorry? No, no, I was going to say, the fact, that it's, the fact that it's doing this wrapping is why we call it auto-boxing. Yeah, so boxing and wrapping is the same thing? Yeah. So I guess think of a present, right? You could box a present or wrap a present. Right, right. So uh, doesn't the fact that it does this for you make you lazy in other languages? No, because this is not an idea JavaScript pulled out of thin air. So other languages do this as well. Yeah. So other languages that have this really stark difference between primitives and objects, not all languages have this difference. Other languages that share this really stark difference share this property of boxing and unboxing. So this idea came from Java, which is another okay. language where primitives are treated differently to objects. And Java initially didn't have very good boxing. It was awful in Java 1. Um, that, oof, bad memories coming back. But it, <laughs> Java basically learned the trick over time. And when JavaScript came along, it just jumped, jumped the queue and went, I'll just take that. So JavaScript has always done its boxing. Now, okay. the next thing I want you to remember is that these automatically created objects aren't stored anywhere. They are temporary. They are ephemeral. They are oh. used to make the line work, and then they go away. So hmm. consider the following very simple snippet of code. Let x become equal to 4 x.adams becomes equal to 42. No error because of auto-boxing. So a temporary object right. was created. That object was given the property Adams, and that property was given the value 42. And then that temporary object with its new attribute vanished into the ether never to be seen again. So x.adams still ex exists nope. as an object. 
Nope. No. So when we console.log x and x.atoms, x.atoms is undefined. Hmm. They're temporary. They are ephemeral. So what really happened is let x become equal to 4. Then we say new number x.atoms becomes equal to 42. Then we say console.log x and then x.atoms is actually new number x.atom. There's an S that's missing there in my typos. Um, I'm writing that in a note right now. <laughs> so it's too new. Two, it was boxed twice. And the first time it vanished and then a new box was made and it vanished again too. So there is, add that property was never saved anywhere. It vanished into the ether as soon as line two finished executing. So, they are temporary. The auto-boxed objects are only there to get the one line to work. You cannot store things in them because they are, they're not there to be written to. They're there to be read from and to stop your code crashing. Interesting. So what, what good are they if they're gone? How does that become of value to you? Because they make your code work. Assuming you're trying to read which is what you're usually trying to do. So you have a variable and you're trying to do something to it. If it didn't auto-box, you would have to be constantly checking, are you type of this, this, or this? With auto-boxing, at least you don't have to worry about that. You won't get a nasty compiler error. Hmm. So this stops errors being flung about with gay abandon. It is not a mechanism for you to make primitives suddenly be able to store things. Primitives can't store things. Okay. So they are entirely hmm. ephemeral. That is a very important thing. So they're automatically created as needed. And they are there to get your line of code to work. They are not there as a permanent storage mechanism because they are ephemeral. They vanish. Okay. I'm trying to picture where I would need to use this and be all happy that it was there. Um, the most common places with strings. So if you can... Mind that question for about five minutes. Okay. Then I will make it hopefully okay. make more sense to why you might want this. Cool. So there are three, as far as we're concerned, there are three of these wrapper classes. Boolean with a capital B, number with a capital N, and string with a capital S. The Boolean class literally provides nothing of interest. It, <laughs> it exists. It does its little thing to stop compiler errors, but it gives you no additional utility. The class boolean is of no interest. So next, the class number is of little interest, but it does contain a couple of useful static properties and static functions. So we mentioned in our little uh, extra bit that there is a limit to the precision of numbers in JavaScript. If you want to know what that limit is, it's actually stored for you as properties in the number class. So number.min_safe_integer in all caps and number.max_safe_integer in all caps are the largest and smallest integers that can be represented. Huh. And the largest floating point number, so that's not an integer but a decimal number, is number.max underscore val. And there's a very, very confusing value called number.min underscore val. That is not 
the smallest negative number, because the smallest negative number is exactly the same as the biggest positive number, only with the opposite sign, min value is the smallest step above zero that you can represent. Oh. So it's basically the quantization of JavaScript numbers. What is the smallest huh. step from zero I can take on the number line that I can represent? That is what min okay. val is, or min value. It's the smallest... But, but min, uh, min safe integer is the negative number. Yes, it is. And max safe integer. So an integers go from a known minimum to a known maximum, but yeah, floating point numbers Because the are quantization different. is integer. <laughs> Yeah, so the quantization, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, because yeah. they are whole numbers, right? So they're not on an infinite line, whereas the real numbers are on an infinite line. It's kind of annoying that that doesn't define uh, number dot max value and number dot min value does not say floating point in it, but I guess I know. we'll just have to remember. It doesn't say integer, therefore it must be floating point. Yeah, and there's always the docs for the number class. It right. also provides us with some special values. Uh, number.nan is a number that represents non-numbers. And number. What kind of number don't you have, Bart? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> what kind of number don't you believe in? Yep. And then we also have number.positive infinity and number.negative infinity, which are sometimes returned when you do things. Well, wait a minute. Huh, okay. So, so infinity is by bigger zero, than the max infinity, value? Right. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah, mathematicians are better at explaining why I would want those, but they are they are a thing. Um and then the class also provides four useful static testing functions. So number.isnan will tell you if the argument is not a number. Mm-hmm. Number.in is finite will tell you that it is a number that's not infinity or nan. And number.isInteger will tell you whether or not the number is an integer. And number.isSafeInteger will tell you whether it's in the acceptable range. Oh, okay. So if I make a number bigger than 9007199254740991, isSafeInteger would come back false. false. Yes. Cool. Yeah. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> so, like I said, the number class is vaguely interesting. Where the really cool stuff comes is the string class. And the string class has loads of really fun instance functions. And so instance functions mean that they're functions designed to be run on a string. So the full list is linked in the show notes on Mozilla's wonderful developer network page. Um, There's one property I want to talk about. So every string has a property dot length, which tells you how long the string is, that's provided. That's a property, right? Mm-hmm. So without auto-boxing, you could never get the length of a string. Because... Primitives don't have properties. And strings are primitives. Oh. So yeah. if it wasn't well, auto-boxing it into the string class, this. you would never know how long a string was. Okay. And then all the functions that are provided by the string class would also not exist. So like I said, the full list is linked in the show notes, but the ones we've already used, uh, match lets us match a regular expression against our string. Replace lets us find a pattern and replace it with another pattern. Split lets us turn a string into an array based on a delimiter. 
to lowercase converts a string to lowercase, to uppercase converts a string to uppercase. Trim returns the same string, but with leading and trailing white spaces removed. So these are all useful functions, and I think we've seen all of these at some point in our various code samples. And they're all yeah. provided by the string class with a capital S. So if there was no auto-boxing, we could never do these things without explicitly <laughs> saying new string with a capital S. So we'd basically have to manually declare strings all over the place. It would be awkward. But because Can I of ask a dumb boxing, question in here? No, no such thing as a dumb question. Um, property and class are using those interchangeably? Nope. So you've been talking about classes, but I thought we started off by saying without the wrapping, they don't. You can't ask for properties on them. Yep. <laughs> they're, I, they're, yes, they are both true statements. They are in no way contradictory to each other. Okay. So what's the difference between a property and a class again? Then. Okay. So every object has properties, right? They're just the name value pairs. All right. So every single object has properties. Mm-hmm. Every object has at least one prototype, which is object with a capital O in JavaScript. But it doesn't have to have that prototype. It could be an object of a different type. So it could be a string, in which case it's prototype, where its class is string. It could be a number, in which case its class is number. It could be a jQuery object, in which case its class is dollar. So so hang on, right, uh, way up at the top, uh, you said that saying to string on a primitive would return an error. It would. And you said it was a property. Right, to string is a property, to string is, is a property of type function. But string, <laughs> oh God, string is a class and to string is a property? Yes. Yes, they're completely different names. They, yes. I can't feel the difference. Okay, something dot something. Dot something mm -hmm. is the property of something. X okay. dot Y. X is the object. Y is the property. Okay, so you've got dot match under the string class. So dot match is a property of the string class. Right, so every string has wait, a wait, dot was match. That yes, true or false? True or false? Dot match. Neither. You've got it in a paragraph about the string class. So dot yes. dot match is a property of the string class or of things that have the string class. Second of those two. Okay. So a primitive that has the string class can no, have a property have a class. called dot. No, no. Primitives oh. don't have a class. A primitive is just a value, right? A primitive is four. End of story, it has nothing else. Right, but after it's been boxed, it's got the string class. After it's been boxed, it is now an object, not a primitive anymore. And it is an object okay. of type string. So it is. it has the string class, which means it gets for free all the functions the string so class So an object provides. of string class means it has, it can have properties. And not just it can, right, every object can have properties. An object of the class string has all of the properties the class string provides. Okay. Right. If you make an object, it has no properties by default, right? If you say const x equal to open curly, close curly, you have now made an object with no properties. Mm -hmm. If you okay. say const x equals new string with a capital S, you've now made an object of type string. So that object is okay. pre-filled by the string constructor 
to have lots and lots of properties as defined by that constructor. Okay. So being of the class string means you get for free all the properties the string class provides. That's what a class is. It's a pre-created bunch of properties. Okay. All right. So what is toString then? toString is a property of type function that is provided by the object with a capital O class, which means that every single object has toString. <laughs> okay. So the number four, after it gets boxed, mm -hmm. is an object yes. that that if I toString on it, has the string class? No. No, if you toString on it, toString is just a function provided by the class object with a capital O that returns a string. It's called toString because it returns a string. Okay. It's, it, <laughs> right, the function describes to... what it does, right? It, it's, it's, it, it doesn't belong to the string class. It just returns a string. It returns a primitive. So is is dot match a, a function? Yes. Ah. Okay. So properties are functions. Can be. Dot length the top is a property. It's not a function. Blowing off. Oh, for right. the love no, of no, 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 no. Hang on, Nelson. A property is just like a variable. A variable can contain anything. A property can contain anything, right? So a variable, uh, the property length contains a number. It's just yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And dot match is a function because we're going to match one thing against another yeah. thing. Okay. All right. Because functions are just objects. This whole part reminds me of the early days of learning JavaScript where lots of times I would just go, okay, because <laughs> it's tangly. It, unfortunately, it is. Now, this is, this is JavaScript's innards laid bare. Mm -hmm. The important thing is that we that we have these wrapper classes and that the string class in particular brings all this functionality with it, right? The important thing for us as programmers is that the string, the string wrapper exists so that we can say x dot length, so that we can say x dot to lowercase, so that we can say x dot to uppercase. Okay. If the only thing that sinks in is that you can do that, that's okay. All right. But if you want to know why you can do that, then you do need to understand that what's actually happening is this magic boxing is happening for you behind your back. I do, fall, I do follow the, uh, the magic boxing part. I, I, think I, I think I kept up with you up to there. Okay. And I do appreciate, I'm glad those, those, the string class exists and gets auto-boxed and I can dot split. Yeah, exactly. Dot split is a really powerful one. I use a lot. You use a lot. To uppercase and to lowercase are extremely powerful. Sure. Trim is one you end up using a lot on the web because people have trailing spaces and stuff all over the place. So if you trim the string... I've used trim in AppleScript, actually. My, uh, my script I wrote that, that scrapes my website and says, okay, what's the title and what's the, uh, what's the URL? The title has Podfeet Podcast in it, and I don't know how I got there, so I strip it off. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, trimming is a very common thing to want to do because anytime users provide you an input, there's a good chance there's glop on one end or the other. Mm -hmm. So you can trim it off with dot .trim. Um, so yeah, it's really important that the string class exists and provides us with these functions and that property length. 
So okay. the, that is only possible because of boxing. That's now, really interesting. Boxing was taken one step further in ES6. ES6 now allows for strings and only for strings. This does not work for booleans and it does not work for numbers. It only works for strings. ES6 will automatically box a string literal. So you can literally say const words becomes equal to quote some space words space in space a space sentence end quote dot split on space. And that will make an array. Spit out all those. Oh. That'll make an Uh. array containing some word in a sentence as one, two, three, four, five, Mm. or five elements in the array. It makes an undefined for me. Uh, no, okay, the, it returns, okay, it evaluates the undefined, but now just type words into your terminal and hit enter. Ah, there it is. Right, you put okay. the value into words, you didn't put it out. Oh, gotcha, 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 okay. And so if that was not a, if it didn't auto box string literal, literals, it would have come back and barfed at me. It would have come back and barfed at you, like four dot split. And, and bef- it's not just not just split. We could do other stuff. Anything in the string class. So I could do two uppercase. You uh, could two uppercase. You could. Hmm. So and it's only for strings, and it's only since ES six. So we don't care about old versions of JavaScript. We don't care about IE nine. We don't care about old browsers. So for us, we can always do this. But if you're doing this in the real world, where people still use IE six or something horrific like that, then you can't take this wonderful shortcut. But we can. Hmm. I'm going to take that for granted. Because I didn't walk 12 miles in the snow one way uphill. (laughs) Absolutely. And my my tolerance for obsolete browsers is pretty much gone to zero for the simple reason that it's insecure. So I have no time for people who are insecure. Okay. That's my excuse. I'm sticking to it. (laughs) I like it. I just tested that on uh, two uppercase and it worked. It was very exciting. Yeah. So there we go. We have discovered that we have three classes for boxing, one of which is really interesting. We've discovered that boxing makes JavaScript work. And we've discovered that since ES6, we even get it on string literals. Very cool. Very cool. I am liking this learning new things while I still get to play with my homework because I'm having so much fun with the homework. I'm not getting anything done. The house is a mess. The dog isn't always getting walked or walks are getting shorter. Steve is completely neglected, but I'm having fun with my programming. So. Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> so I just, at this stage, go ahead. the next hat we're going to cover before we come back to our homework is the regular expression hat because in JavaScript, everything that isn't a literal is an object. Well, our literals are our booleans, our numbers, and our strings. That doesn't include regular expressions. Therefore, regular expressions must be objects. Oh. So we shall huh. examine regular expressions from that point of view in the next installment. I'll have to learn that. Very cool. That sounds like fun. So we'll pick this up in a couple of weeks, and I will leave my, uh, my house unkempt while I play with my homework. I won't object. Steve may have a very different opinion, but I won't object. Anyway, until then, whenever that is, happy computing. If you learn as much from BART each week as I do, I'd like you to go over to let's-talk.ie 
and press one of the buttons over there to help support him. He does 98% of the work here. I'm just the stooge that listens to him and asks the dumb questions. If you go over to letstashtalk.ie, you can support him on Patreon, you can donate via PayPal, or you can use one of his referral links. I really hope you'll go over and help him out. In the meantime, you can contact me at Podfeet or check out all of the shows we do over there over at podfeet.com. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.